welcome to Your Anxious Therapist, where you'll find all things related to anxiety, panic attacks, and health anxiety. I'm your host, Haley, and I'll be sharing my own insights and experiences as someone who has personally struggled with anxiety. I'll be real and honest, taking you deep into the nitty gritty parts of anxiety that just aren't talked about enough, because I want you to know that you're not alone in this. I'll also be sharing powerful tools, strategies, and tips that will empower you to take your life back so that you can overcome your anxiety for good. Now let's get started. Hey, welcome back. I hope you've been having a really good week so far. So in today's episode, we're going to be talking about one of the most highly requested topics that I get asked to cover, which is depersonalization and derealization. But health anxiety and panic attacks and anxiety symptoms are also highly requested too. So don't worry, I'm also going to be getting into those topics in other episodes. But today is the day where I really wanted to talk all about depersonalization and derealization. I wanted to talk about what it is and what it looks like, because there are some people out there who experience these symptoms, but don't even know or have any idea that there's a name to it. And I'm also going to be talking about how you can start recovering from this too, so make sure you stay until the end. And just an FYI, during this episode, I'm going to be calling it DPDR for short, just to make it a little bit easier and shorter to say. Depersonalization and derealization were honestly my scariest symptoms out of all of the symptoms of anxiety that I experienced. It's something that I personally struggled with for a long time, so it hits close to home. If you were to ask most people, they would also say that this is their number one scariest symptom too. And it's actually a really common symptom that people with anxiety can experience, but I found that it's just not talked about enough. I've heard so many stories about people who say that they've tried to tell their doctors about this symptom, but their doctor didn't really understand it. And there are some people who have said that even their own therapist didn't fully understand what it was or how to treat it. But just so you know, there are thousands and thousands of people who struggle with DPDR every single day. So if this sounds like you, then you're in the right place. So I want to get into describing what depersonalization is first. I would describe it as feeling as though you're not real. It doesn't feel like you're a real person or that you're existing at all. You feel emotionally numb and totally disconnected from yourself, and you almost feel robotic. You might look down at your hands, but they don't feel like they belong to you. Or you look at your legs and they don't even seem like they're attached to your own body. When you're talking, it doesn't sound familiar. It doesn't seem like it's your voice or even sound like you. And you don't even know what you're supposed to sound like. And what's even scarier is your own internal existential thoughts. So you start questioning if you're alive or if you exist You question how your own thoughts exist in the way that they do. And it's one of the strangest and scariest feelings to be so disconnected from yourself because you feel like an outside observer. Derealization is when everything and everyone around you doesn't seem real. You feel disconnected and detached from others and from your surroundings. And when you look at the people in your life, they don't look familiar to you anymore, even though logically deep down you know who they are but the derealization makes you start questioning everything. It feels like you're living in a dream or a movie. 
things seem really foggy and it feels as though there's sort of like a glass wall between you and the outside world. Everything around you starts to look distorted and you get existential thoughts about things and people around you. So you start questioning why certain things exist or why things work the way that they do in this world and everything just starts to seem and feel really weird and off. It even feels like time is distorted and it's moving slowly. And this is also an extremely terrifying and unsettling feeling because nothing seems real at all and it's as if you're living in a simulation. I actually experienced both of these at the same time because it's really common to not just have one of these symptoms, but both of them simultaneously. But there are also a lot of people out there who only experience one versus the other. So for example, some people just experience depersonalization and they don't struggle with derealization and vice versa. But you literally feel like you're losing your mind and you're afraid that you're going to be stuck this way forever and you feel like your brain is permanently altered from this. But I promise you, this is not true. I know this is a huge fear that you might have, and there are thousands of other people who also have this fear. I get questions like this every single day, but I really want to ease your worries about this right here and right now, because your mind isn't altered from this. You're not slipping out of reality. You're not slipping out of touch with it. You can get better from DPDR, and you will get out of this, and you will fully recover from it. So my first recommendation for DPDR is this. Whatever you do, try not to go onto those Reddit forums or Facebook groups that talk about DPDR because they're only going to make you feel worse. People will often initially go onto these forums and read through other people's posts because they're trying to really get comfort and because you don't want to feel like you're alone in this, which is totally understandable and it can feel really validating and reassuring to know that you're not the only one experiencing this. But I know firsthand that there are a lot of posts on there from people who are so deep into the DPDR cycle and they'll say things like this. They'll say, this is just not something that you're ever going to stop struggling with. And they'll say, I've had DPDR for 10 years or 20 years or I've had it my whole life. I've tried everything and nothing has helped or gotten rid of it. So this is just something that I'm going to have for the rest of my life and you just have to learn to deal with it. And then what happens is you're sitting there and you're reading these posts and these stories, which makes you start to panic even more because it leaves you feeling hopeless that you're never going to get better. There's also a lot of misinformation out there about DPDR. So I'm here to help remind you that there is hope, even if it doesn't feel that way right now. And you don't have to continue to struggle with this for years. People struggle with this for years because unfortunately, they don't know how to get out of this cycle and it's not their fault at all. But like I said, there's just a lot of misinformation about DPDR and not many people know how to get out of this cycle. So what you can do instead is try to follow people on YouTube or listen to podcasts from other people that have said they've gotten out of the DPDR cycle and who have said that they've recovered from it instead of reading those stories on Reddit where you might find things you don't want to see and things that really aren't going to help you feel better. The biggest problems that you might have with DPDR is that you don't know how to get it to stop happening. So you start doing things to try to get rid of the feeling, 
because you really want to do anything to stop feeling this way. And I totally get that. Of course, you don't want to continue to experience this anymore. But the way to actually get these symptoms to go away is by doing the opposite of what you've been doing. What I find is that people will try to do certain things to make themselves feel normal again. But when that doesn't work, they end up feeling even more anxious and more afraid. You might try to force feelings of normalcy, which only backfires on you in the end when it doesn't work. You might try to do things like reassure yourself that you're real and that everything around you is real. And you might try to do things to prove it somehow. You might test yourself to make sure that you're not losing your mind. You might try to touch things around you and feel the texture of it to see if it feels the same or if you can feel it at all. You might try to feel the cold air on your skin or you might try to put your hands underneath a faucet or take a hot shower so that you can feel the temperature of the water to get you back to reality again. You might try to look at and examine different things or look at different people to try and remember that they are familiar to you and that you do know them. But trying to force those feelings of normalcy can often make you feel worse because you're trying so hard to get the symptoms to go away. But what you need to understand is that those feelings of normalcy will happen again on their own without you forcing it to happen. So now I want to share some tips that can really start to help you with this. The first thing you want to do is to stop obsessing about it. And trust me, trust me, I know that this is so much easier said than done. But you first need to get real and honest with yourself and ask yourself this. Am I constantly thinking about this and focusing on it and obsessing about it? How often do I spend my day thinking and worrying about this? You might be having these types of thoughts constantly like, why am I still feeling this right now? Am I feeling DPDR? Why is it here? Why did it happen? How do I get this to stop? What if I never feel normal again? Am I actually losing my mind? What if I never recognize myself again? What if I'm really not real and everything around me is fake? Am I slipping out of touch with reality? Will I ever go back to feeling like myself again? Am I losing my mind? Am I stuck like this forever? Unfortunately, if you keep ruminating on this and going into this spiral of questions, the longer DPDR sticks around because your body and mind stay in this hyper-stressed and anxious state. And you most likely fell into this cycle because you were most likely in a hyper-stressed and anxious state to begin with, right? So it becomes this feedback loop and it just feeds the anxiety even more when you give all of those thoughts your attention and your focus. The second tip for DPDR is this. The more scared you are of these symptoms, then the more you're going to experience them. When you're afraid of it, you tend to hyper-focus on it, so it makes you more alert, you're more on edge, and you're more sensitive to the symptoms and you're so afraid of whenever they're going to show up. So what can happen is your brain starts actively searching for it on a daily basis because it sees DPDR as a threat. So you probably start scanning for these symptoms subconsciously. Your brain goes like this. It goes, hey, are you feeling a little DPDR right now? And then bam, it comes right back. And it continues to show up over and over and over again. 
But when you understand that DPDR isn't harmful or dangerous, and you understand that this is actually happening because of your brain's own defense mechanism, then you can gradually lose the fear of it. But you have to remind yourself of this over and over again, even when your brain is screaming at you, trying to convince you that you are losing it and that this is a permanent condition and that there is something seriously wrong with you. But I promise there is absolutely nothing wrong with you. You aren't broken. This is just another symptom of your anxiety. But if you keep feeding the beast and fueling the fear by continuing to hyper-focus on it, and by continuing with the loop of those existential thoughts, then unfortunately you're going to stay stuck in this cycle for longer and longer. But trust me, it's definitely hard to lose the fear of DPDR because it does feel scary. It's not pleasant at all. It's really uncomfortable and it's unsettling. But you can definitely gradually lose the fear of it, even if you don't like it and even if you don't want it to happen. But this is what you can tell yourself in those moments of DPDR. You can say this. You can say, hey, I know you're scared, but DPDR is just temporary. It's my brain's way of telling me that I'm a bit too stressed and I'm too anxious right now. So it's just trying to take a little bit of a break. I'm not losing my mind. I'm still me. If I let this feeling be here, it won't stick around forever. In fact, it'll actually help me recover from this quicker if I stop fighting against it. I just need to trust in the process and trust in my body and mind that it can and will return back to normalcy again. So what I want you to do is write that down on a sticky note and put it on your phone. As a matter of fact, write it in the notes or type it in the notes app on your phone And then screenshot it and put it as your screensaver. So whenever you start to feel scared from DPDR, you'll be able to read it back to yourself and it can help you feel less afraid. My own DPDR gradually went away when I stopped caring about whether it was there or not. When I stopped worrying about whether it would come back and when I stopped hyper-focusing on it and I learned to stop being afraid of it. So here's exactly what I did. I acknowledged when it showed up and I called it out. I said, okay, here's depersonalization again. Or I would say, okay, I'm feeling derealization. And then I would tell myself, it's okay, Haley. You know what this is. It's okay if it hangs around for a little bit. You can leave it alone. You don't need to fix it or make it go away because you know with time, it will eventually go away on its own. It always does. So I trusted in the process, even if it felt scary to let go and do this. I didn't force myself to feel normal again. I stopped trying to force myself to feel normal. And I didn't keep continuing to talk with other people about how horrible and scary DPDR felt. I stopped begging for it to go away. I didn't keep feeding into those thoughts and beliefs that I wasn't real or that things around me weren't real, or that I was slipping out of reality, or that I was permanently stuck like this. I stopped feeding into those negative thoughts because they weren't serving me any purpose other than making me feel more afraid, and it actually just made the DPDR worse. I also stopped going onto those online forums about DPDR, and I stopped reading about other people's stories and experiences with it that they were struggling with it. 
I only listened to success stories from people who have recovered from it. And then the most important thing that I did was redirect my focus and attention to something else whenever the symptoms showed up and I kept myself busy. There are plenty of things that you can do to occupy your mind and your attention. So you can read a book, you can listen to a podcast, you can listen to an audiobook, you can write, you can do a crossword puzzle or even just a regular puzzle. You can call or FaceTime your friend you can play a video game, or you can even try to solve a math problem or a riddle. You can crochet, or you can practice or learn a new instrument. Basically anything that requires a little bit of mental effort and bonus points if it's entertaining and fun for you to do. You don't want to do something that's boring. But watching TV, going outside to take a walk, or exercising These can also be really great things to do to occupy yourself as well. This is an absolute must if you're trying to overcome DPDR. Don't sit around all day thinking about the DPDR and waiting for it to come back. Don't stop what you're doing because of the DPDR and don't continue to ruminate on it. You want to really get up and do something to engage yourself in anything else and engage your focus on something. Also, really quick, something I wanted to mention about this is that I didn't use this as a distraction because when you use something as a distraction, then that sends the message to your brain that DPDR is still dangerous and scary because you're trying to avoid feeling it. But this is more so talking about redirecting your attention with a purpose. And it's different than distraction because you're intentionally shifting it to something else while allowing the DPDR to be there and not fighting or resisting it anymore. You see the difference? If you tell yourself, don't feel anxious or don't think about DPDR anymore, then what's going to happen? It tells your subconscious that anxiety and DPDR are things that deserve and require all your attention. The very act of constantly thinking about it and hyper-focusing on it is what makes it worse and it's what keeps the DPDR alive. So when you fully focus your attention on other things and you engage with the outside world as much as you can to the fullest extent that you're able to, then you start to forget that it's even there. You start recovering from DPDR when you don't even remember that it's there, when you stop caring if it shows up or not, and when you stop giving it all your attention and you go back to living your life. And then you have moments of time when you aren't even thinking about or experiencing DPDR. And then those moments turn into minutes. And the minutes turn into hours. And the hours turn to days. If you find yourself saying, yeah, okay, but it keeps showing up even when I'm not thinking about it. Just know that this can happen and it's completely normal. Especially when you're first starting to work on recovering from it. But your one and only job is to choose what you do next and choose how you respond to the DPDR symptoms. You practice allowing the symptoms to be there, giving it permission to stay, even though I know you really don't want it to. And then you redirect your attention to anything else and you do activities that require your attention and that keep you busy and engaged. And remember, allowing these symptoms to be there doesn't mean that you like it, And it doesn't mean that you enjoy it. What you're actually doing is giving up the fight and resistance to those symptoms. 
resisting them and trying to force them to go away is part of what got you stuck in the DPDR cycle to begin with. The more you do this and the more that you respond in this way to DPDR rather than all the other ways that you've, that you've been responding to it so far, then you will start to see a difference. This is for certain. The biggest reason why people stay stuck in this DPDR cycle as long as they do is because of how they continue to respond to these symptoms and the way that they think about them. Essentially all of the things that I just talked about in this episode. But if you think about it this way, it's just a habit that you got caught in. But the good news is that you can get yourself out of this habit. It is reversible and it's your responsibility to get yourself out. Yes, you have to put in the work and it's not easy to do this, but you were made to conquer this. There are so many people out there that share that they've had some of the most debilitating cases of DPDR, but they were still able to fully recover from this. So that means that you can too. You are not an anomaly or you're not the one person out there who can't recover from it. You will be able to recover from DPDR, but you have to believe this to be true. You cannot keep telling yourself the same narrative over and over again and feeding into the beliefs that this is permanent. But what you do have to do is make changes to what you've been doing all along and you will start to get better from this. So I'm going to wrap up this episode right now, but I really hope that this was helpful for you if you struggle with DPDR. And just remember, think about all the ways that you might unintentionally be keeping the DPDR alive by going on those online forums and reading about other people's symptoms and experiences with it, always talking about the symptoms and how scary they are, obsessing and ruminating about it, trying to avoid or resist feeling that way, trying to force yourself to feel normal, etc. By the way, I'm also planning on doing a full masterclass on DPDR, so stay tuned for this if this is something you're interested in. And if you have a few seconds, I would really love it if you could leave me a five-star rating and write a review for my podcast so that I can reach more and more people. But either way, I'm so grateful and appreciative for you listening into this, and I'll see you on the next episode.